0: Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at WhateverWorks.works, and why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in.
1: Shall we start now then? (laughs) Shall we start now then? On, shall we start? Shall oh, we just start? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I apologise <laughs> my friend Mr.
0: Ted Salmon. We've started half an hour
1: early today and I think he's still waking up. Hello, everyone. Oh, <laughs> it. I'm, I'm not awake at this time of day. I can't face this. Oh, do you know? I went to bed last night at 2.30. It's no wonder I'm not awake at 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Not that it's 10 o'clock now, but anyway. Hello, everyone. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to be alert and awake and um, it is Thursday, the 13th of April. And it's show one hundred and eighty-four, and it's whatever works. And I'm here with Aidan. Hello, my friend. Hello, you're. F- <laughs> Hello, Ted. Yeah, I think
0: I need to allow you a few minutes just to wake up and smell the coffee, <laughs> don't I? Um, very nice over here. The sun's out. It's a bright, happy, gay day. The birds are singing in the trees, and suddenly it's spring again. But you know what's going to happen mm, in twenty minutes? Worry. There'll be a storm cloud come over, and it'll be the reverse. But
1: um. Quite
0: nice at the moment. What's your weather like?
1: Did you get the wind last night? Oh, uh, did
0: I get the wind last night? Good grief, yes. (laughs) The bin's all over the place and the garden's full
1: of detritus. Absolutely. (laughs) Apparently, according to Steve Litchfield, it was really bad in Reading. I think it it swept across the south, mostly. We didn't really get it. It was a bit windy, but nothing like what you and he had, I don't
0: think. Storm Noah, apparently, it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Very... um, very I don't know why specific. I said Noah with a Geordie accent. He was just, just still Noah. <laughs> works is our website, as I'm sure you know by now if you're listening to this. And um, the MeWe group is, of course, in Miwi, And you can find the links to that at tedsalmon.com, along with links to every other podcast I'm involved in and every MeWe group that I hold the... Um, hold the, what keys. I, what the I, keys hold the keys hold the keys for <laughs> AidanBell.com is where you'll find Aidan if you want to book him up for any entertainment events I'm sure he would he'll, he'll, he'll bend to anything
0: now <laughs> <laughs> now and, now. Uh, <laughs>
1: and Will, particularly playing Santa. I'm going to let you dig
0: yourself out of this hole, Ted. I'm not helping
1: you. (laughs) Paypal.me forward slash Ted Salmon if you want to buy me a coffee. And if you want to buy an Amazon gift voucher for us to buy stuff for the show, you can do that by sending an Amazon gift voucher to my email address, um which I'm sure everyone listening to this probably knows. And um we will um get stuff coming in. Which we did yesterday actually, didn't we? For a for a show coming up. Um we sent something your way. Um so that's a tease.
0: That's a tease. It's something to do with LED lighting, ladies and gentlemen. No one would have guessed that, would they?
1: But but the show will not buy you a coffee machine. Oh, oh, you've said the magic words, Ted. Now, listen, you had
0: a fabulous bell. It wasn't even a bell sound effect. It was an actual bell last show, wasn't it? Have you got an actual drum you can do a roll of the drums on over there? Because I have news, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> it's happened. It's happened. I am very nearly the owner of a Sage the Oracle coffee machine. Woohoo! It happened last week. In fact, it was quite interesting. It happened about half an hour after we'd finished recording and after I'd finished waxing, as usual, lyrical about the coffee machine. I'm running out of breath here with excitement. They reduced it by 400 quid on Amazon and on John Lewis. Which brought it down to 2,300. 1,000! They brought it down from 17 to 13. Um, and I jumped. I just knee-jerked. I just jumped onto John Lewis. Before I did, I actually had an online chat with John Lewis who have assured me, because I want the black one and it was the silver one that was reduced, and yeah. they've assured me that if the black one comes down, I can do a swap, and they've also assured me that if it comes down anywhere else, they can price match, blah, 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 and I can return mm-hmm. it if I <laughs> realise I've been an idiot. So it's, it arrived, and it sat in a box in the hall, um, hiding away until my birthday on the 1st of May. So um, it's in the house. It's in the house, but it's not actually in my possession as yet. So I'm chomping at the bit As will you
1: be because you're getting the old one, sir it's a, a terribly, um, a terribly frightfully actorish type thing to do. To sit there in a box and wait till the, for your birthday. Oh. I mean, everyone, everyone else would just blimmin' well open it, and no, use no, it. No,
0: no, no. I'm, I'm far <laughs> too. I was called Anal Aiden for many years, and you can see why. Everything <laughs> has to be organised to the nth degree, and I'm not to have it until my birthday. It's like it's the extension of the card that comes through the door saying, "Do not open until such and mm-hmm. such a date." You know, the box the arrived, and I approach. took it in and put it down, and then forgot all about it. <laughs>
1: Well, I hope you I hope your um the fruit of your waiting is worth the um caviar to the general. Very good, sir. Confucius says Thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, and now. the bell's back. Off you go then, what have you got? <laughs> one
1: thing um that I just wanted to mention was um after the last week's show where we I'll put this bell away. We can't keep doing this bell. <laughs> I w- love one the bell. more, there you go. Um the uh, um matt jones pointed out um for fans of breaking bad that um of course we had the hector salamanca bell um which i had not tied together at all and i'm a huge fan of breaking bad um and that was a very funny link so yeah thank you matt and um it was a funny picture you put in as well into the mewe group well done
0: probably on tuesday with an umbrella i <laughs> I have no idea what you've just said, You Ted, should watch it. But I hope it went well. <laughs> watch it. Watch it. You Here. won't regret it. Here, I've started my first ever surround sound mix... I've never mixed in 5.1 cinema sound before. So purely for the heck of it, for no reason other than it's a fun thing to do. I've taken one of the songs that we recorded with the orchestra last year with from my Santa Santa musical, and I'm remixing 39 tracks of audio into a 5.1, which is, of course, your regular stereo in front, and then you've got stereo behind, and then you've also got a centre speaker, and you've got a subwoofer. So um, I'm not doing it for any other reason than you know it's like everest because it's there i'm going to have a go and see what i see how i get on so i just thought i'd mention that probably on a tuesday with an umbrella <laughs> well i'll do a okay i'll do a special stereo only mix for you ted <laughs> and i'll do a mono mix for mr steeplesfield <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's he's given you a hard time about that, not he? He has. No, no, bless him.
0: No problem at all. I totally respect Steve. Marvellous man. And he, he has asked for the third time that could we please mix the show's voices in mono? Um, Steve does take issue with my... As you know, I have our voices very slightly left and right sides. And um, Steve doesn't like that. And that's fine. Fine. Respect to him. Although I really don't quite understand the reason and the logic behind it, I am prepared to... Mixing mono. So um, I'd be very interested in, in your thoughts, dear listeners. Uh, how do you feel? Uh, do you care? Do you notice? Would you like us to stay in stereo or are you happy with mono or does it not bother you one way or t'other? Are you nonplussed? Let us know.
1: I'll start the ball rolling by saying that I really don't notice. The only thing I notice is, that, as, as I've told you before, is that you mix your voice louder than mine. Well, and, that's the editor's
0: uh, prerogative, you see. <laughs> you,
1: that's, that's the limelight for you. I'm the star of the show, he says. Um, anyway, um, and, and what I will say is that last time I listened to the show, I had my phone on my chest, laying down on my back, on my bed, and I was just having a rest listening to the show and um, I did notice that it was coming, going left and right. And that, and that was the Finally. first time... <laughs> It was the first time I'd actually noticed it because Steve's issue was that he was trying to do listen to the show with one earphone in and not two. But I did point out to him that, and I think he did realise really that if you put most earphone thingies back in the box, the two channels will go into the one in your ear. But anyway, um, so yeah, interesting as you say to find out if anyone um, cares, anyone or, gives yeah. a hoot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yes, the site here over the um, bank holiday weekend was packed. Yes. So that's that's my news. The sun is out now. Oh um, right. Oh dear, you're being yeah, invaded. <laughs> yeah, everyone's come back and it's really noisy. As soon as the sun's out, there's noise of there's there's there's, there's mowers and machines and helicopters. (laughs) Helicopters! Honestly, there is. (laughs) When the sun's out, you get helicopters and boats and engines. That's your residence on their way to Glastonbury for the opera, darling, you see. (laughs) Anyway, um... It was quite funny on Monday. The bank holiday Monday up here, I don't know what it's like down there, but up here, it absolutely pissed down all day. <laughs> and all these people that had come up to their, to their um, holiday homes, they're just sitting inside trying to keep warm. Oh. I, I, I didn't find it at all funny. Oh, oh, don't. Oh, don't. It's wicked. Don't. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, I still hanker after that isolated cottage in the middle of nowhere with a cellar for when it gets hot. Um, and good internet, uh, and and a helicopter. <laughs> oh, I see. You want a place in the middle of nowhere with all the mod cons a helicopter to get me for medical treatment if <laughs> I need see, yeah. it, to well, me alive
0: actually I did find you somewhere which people can look up on the web, there's a, there's an island just off Norway which has a building which is claimed to be the loneliest house in the world and there are various videos about it if you look it up on YouTube uh, and it does look perfect for you Ted it's just an island, it's about, I don't know it was a couple of miles off the coast, slap bang in the middle of, you know, in the water surround uh, little island, You can only, the only way to get up there is I think you have to do some death defying leap onto the rocks and clamber up this rope, but once you're there, you're there and it's a very comfortable house with the mod cons and internet, so there you go
1: (laughs) It's got internet I believe so, I I,
0: I mean I say that, I'm probably wrong but I I, I think it did because I think it is only about a mile from the mainland so I think it does manage to pick up a signal
1: Uh, It's probably got um, satellite Yeah, may have that too, yeah Uh, Starlink, which our good friend Ian Barton has and has been pioneering Anyway, there you go, I do fancy that and i really really would be very very happy with my own company and an internet connection and everyone else thinks i'm nuts because of that let's go yeah back you, to you should do
0: desert island discs ted where you know, where you choose your records for the desert island
1: i think you'd, be, yeah. you'd love that <laughs> <laughs> duncan robertson is first on the sock stop stuff that you brought to the oh last yes
0: show. this sort of paint on latex stuff
1: that goes rubbery and soles your socks yeah, that's the one. Um, one use, he says, would be to make your own football grip socks. If you watch football, which I don't, you might notice that a lot of footballers now cut the feet off their long socks and instead wear short socks, often white, with their cut-off socks over the top. Good grief. I, I had no idea about that. No, I Apparently, had no idea. Apparently the benefits include reducing the likelihood of getting blisters and other more serious injuries, improving sprint speed and agility, reducing sweating and increasing comfort. So hang on, are they wearing two pairs of socks? Is that what it's getting at or they cut I think they I think they're just wearing the tube of the sock oh, up I their see. up their calf and the actual sock underneath in their boots. It sounds a bit like a like a football kit designed by Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Where everything's very, on very the outside odd.
0: and the inside. Yes, okay. Well, very good. Thank you.
1: Now, we've got some of this stuff. We got it in for Mother to test. And her initial reaction was that she tried to put some on the bottom of a pair of... Um, Socky cum slippers thingies, yes. And she said it was really gooey and horrible. And she used virtually the whole tube getting it on there seven pounds forty's worth to actually make any difference. And it stayed wet for a real long time. And actually, the last thing I heard from her was that she was still waiting for it to dry. So I'll come back to this on the next show. But she wasn't very impressed with this stuff. Oh, um, that's a shame. But we'll come back to it and see next time. Yes,
0: I, I'm still curious because I, I still think there's a there's myriad uses if if it works, but not if it doesn't. Yep. OK. Jim Fowle come, comes back on the discussion we had about smart plugs. Jim says, oh, for yeah. me, it's not just for lights. Because if you remember, you and I were poo-pooing them somewhat, Ted, saying, well, all <laughs> yes. they're good for is lights. <laughs> and I think people have disagreed. Jim, for instance, says, well, five good reasons. One, TV and set-top box. No TVs on standby
1: here. So you can control your TV from, with, with one. Two. But but hang on a minute. I'm going to resort to re re back on all these points one by one. right? On that one, I would say well, your TV and set-top box have got a switch. Just go walk across and turn them on. Carry on. No, no, but isn't the point that if you turn off the switch, it's still on standby? Or have I misunderstood?
0: No, I suppose the actual physical switch stops. Our TV hasn't got a physical switch. Our TV has only got the remote control and if you turn it off with the remote control, it's on standby. Turn it off at the
1: wall if you want (coughs) to turn the standby off then. Yeah, but then you've got to reach down behind the back of the doodly it Anyway, point my, number two. My, hang on a minute. My switches for my TV sockets are at waist level. Oh, so mine are.
0: There. All our sockets in the house are down <laughs> on the on the bottom. I'm with Jim on that one. Jim, number yeah. two, says Jim, six port charging stations. There's four of us with these things in bedrooms, programmed to go off during the day when there's no one home. Oh, again, electricity saving, standby saving. Yeah, I agree with that. What? Go on then. Can you poo-poo that one? We'll just turn them off before you leave the home. But again, the point of this is for convenience because for a lot of people, certainly in our case, the, the actual plug in the wall might be behind a couch or a desk
1: or a cupboard or, and you'd have to sort of crawl around on your hands and knees to get to the plug. My overriding point about all this is that by the time you've got your phone out and you've fired up the Home app or any other app, by the time you've fiddled about finding it, finding the switch and pressing the switch on your phone... You could have just done it manually. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> no, I'm, st- I'm still with you, Jim. We're going on here. Point number three, electric fire in the
0: conservatory. You shouldn't leave that unattended anyway. Oh, someone got out the wrong side of bed this morning. Point four, <laughs> home office power switches everything off when not in use, which is most of the time. Monitors, chargers, docks, printer, etc.
1: I do see the, 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 the whole um, chain gang thingy um, argument. I suppose. Yes. Uh, but particularly if the switch is, is physically inaccessible.
0: And also, surely these things can be set on timers, so you don't actually have to take part in the switching on and off. It just happens by itself.
1: Yes, you can. You're right.
0: And point number five, we have a bearded dragon, which is a kind of lizard. I had to look it up. <laughs> a mm. smart plug turns his lights on and off, automatically simulating daylight.
1: Yeah, OK, I'll give him that one.
0: Yeah, also, of course, if you're like us and you've got smart speakers in every room, then you just have to ask the world to turn things on and off, and it happens for you. So, All right. horses for courses, Mr Salmon. Yeah. Gareth Williams also gives us a list of things that he's using them for. Fans, he says. Well, you can switch that on and off yourself. <laughs> a disco ball. You can certainly a switch disc- that off Why has Gareth Williams even got a
1: disco ball? A slow <laughs> cooker. Yes, I'll give you that. Hey, we've a, finally got a, one, ladies a, and gentlemen. A slow cooker to turn it on at four o'clock in the morning when you're sleeping. <laughs> I do agree. Finally. A kettle. No, turn it on yourself. A coffee machine. Ditto. A washing machine. Uh, actually, he did say that he'd not used the washing machine function, but, so it's a bit pointless, that one. And just I'm go going to add one, S- Switch on. S-
0: especially for Ted Salmon, an electric chair that Ted has to sit in and doesn't know whether or not the
1: thing's <laughs> going to come on or not, just to teach him a lesson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I can see. I mean, I am playing devil's advocate to some degree. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see, um, you know, some benefit, but the, but I also see that it's a bit of a, a gimmick. And a, and a you know, I, I had smart plugs here, and I concluded that the the only use really for me personally was to turn a lights turn lights on and off. And I couldn't see, apart from a slow cooker, fair enough. I couldn't see any other use. And I was walking past the light switch anyway. And so, in the end, I took it out and gave it, back, gave it to my mother. Yeah, I said, you, you make use of this, because I walk past this light switch when I go to bed, I can just press the button.
0: Yeah, it's it's use case. <laughs> if you're elderly or you're disabled or you're a child and you're not allowed to touch electric things, then, of course, it helps. I remember these old ones, and I actually almost prefer... Do you remember the previous generation where you had a little remote control with an on-off? And so yeah. this thing would plug into your plug, you'd through-plug it, and then you'd just have a push-button on-off remote control. I mean, yeah. I found those... Equally useful and, and helpful, though you wouldn't have. Very,
1: <laughs> very, very lazy.
0: Here, you wee, Here. don't you? Everybody wees. No, I never wee. You never wee. I bought some wee test strips. Um, I was on... I was. The subject came up for reasons I'll mention later on, when we get to Room 101. And um, I decided what the heck, you know, I'm trying to look after my health and the, the older I get, the more I'm taking care to try and make sure I can get to that magic hundred. <laughs> and mm. um, I thought, I tell you what, these aren't very expensive. I'm going to buy some urine test strips because you can do it at home. It's one of these mm. classic test strips that's a small strip of paper and it's got, in this case, 10 little tiny samples of whatever the chemical is in different colours along it. You go into the bathroom, you do your business, you have a wee on the test strip And then you hold the test strip against the bottle of test strips on which it shows you a chart. And there you can look at the chart and you can compare the colours that these various dots have gone against the 10 different things that it tests for. And you can see whether you're going to live long enough to flush the toilet. It gives you 10 different things, most of which I don't understand. I know there's blood in the urine is one of them and various common uh, concerns with urine. And the reason I don't know what they are is because I was lucky enough that when I did it, they all came up either negative or within normal parameters. And obviously, if something had been... Untoward. I would definitely have then looked into it, found out what it was and contacted my local physician. But as it happens, I got a clean bill of health, popped the test strip in the bin. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is there are a 100 test strips in this. I bought um There are several to choose from. I, I chose one made by Siemens um, called Multi-Sticks. 10 SG Uh, it cost me the princely sum of 18 quid but there are 100 strips in there so I mean that can sit in the bathroom and I think it doesn't expire till 25 26 or something because that can sit in the bathroom for some years and I can just every now and again when it takes my fancy I can wee on a piece of paper and see if I'm still a still a healthy boy good idea I recommend everybody does it from time to time just to keep an eye on their health.
1: Indeed, we used to use it when I did my psychiatric nurse training. We used to use these day in, day out, testing everyone's wee. Um and, um, yeah, they're very good. It must they're, be less um, palatable when you're testing other people's
0: wee, I would imagine, than your own. But um...
1: Well, you, you, there are some tests you don't have to do midstream. Right. You can actually do them in a pot. Yeah, afterwards. and I
0: should say this also on the instructions, it does also give the option to do that as well. You can pee into a pot and then dip it in if you prefer yeah, yeah. that method. I should also say <laughs> it, it amused me because it says um, they're called professional test strips. And my definition of professional is when you're paid to do something. So does this mean you're getting paid to to spend a penny? I mean, I like that.
1: They are the same as the ones that professionals. I presume use. that's what they mean. They, yes. they, uh, they use, back in my day. They used to be called lab sticks. I see that they're now called multi sticks. Right. So they've obviously changed the name of them. Yeah. Unless it's a, unless it's a different brand. But yes, I and I and I use these um, now and again and test it. But I I get the same as you. Everything I test is always within normal parameters oh so I don't shucks worry about how boring <laughs> <laughs> yes for goodness anyway sake. do
0: yourselves a favor folks and get yourself some test strips or
1: buy a packet of 100 and then share them around amongst your friends even better yeah. share the love Dan- Daniel <laughs> Bemis is next on LG Studio Convection Microwave Oven with Air Fry Ooh. which you can't buy in the UK and LG will not ship to you in the UK so unless you're in America then um, fast forward for a, a few seconds here <laughs> This is amazing," says Daniel. "It's not available to buy in the UK that I can find. It's eight hundred dollars, but worth every penny. It cooks everything at the correct temperature. It can even air fry tater tots. I had to look that up. I didn't. I've never heard of tater tots, but they look very tasty. Are they some sort of like a? Oh, they're not. I was thinking they're like a toasted sandwich, but they're not. They're some sort of. I think they're. I think they're little cubes of potato that you kind of fry and or air fry in this case. Look Looking at the picture, they look a bit like fish fingers, but with potato, not fish. <laughs> right. Okay. That could be it. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, it steam cooks our asparagus. No more pan frying, says Daniel. It can soften butter properly. It has five speed fan that works really well. And LED the LED light is really bright. It's huge, big enough for a turkey. It does look big. Um, at the um, all the food comes out cooked at perfect temperatures. The interior metal is really easy to clean. The inside has a built-in fan, so you can. If you accidentally burn something, it will suck a lot of the smoke oh, out. Fabulous! The outside lights um, lights up when you touch it, so you don't need to turn on lights on on at night. It can operate as a convection oven. It fits all our needs and is used almost every day. So. Like most things, you know, if you use it every, bit like your coffee machine, you know, it might be $800, but if you use it day in, day out, like Daniel obviously does, and your coffee machine will be, then you say, well, it's good value. I totally agree, Ted. My first curious
0: uh, comment is that it looks like a TV. When I looked at the pictures of it, (laughs) I thought I was looking at the wrong thing because I thought, that's a television. Excuse me, especially with LG underneath it. This is fabulous. I think, as you know, I'm very, very happy with the air fryer that I bought only two or three months ago. Really, really enjoying air frying. and And of course, we all love microwaves. This is fabulous. This is an air fryer, microwave and I gather here a steamer all in one. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If this was in, it... if this was available in the UK, and I hadn't just mortgaged my house to buy a
1: coffee machine,
0: <laughs> then I would <laughs> yeah. be
1: interested in one of these certainly. In the show notes, I'll link to a five-minute YouTube video which shows it.
0: Oh yes, please do. This this places. this looks fabulous. So, <clears throat> do have a look at that. Steve Litchfield brings us hobos. Now, what are hobos, you may ask? Well, they're shoes. Steve says, what about when you want something casual to slip on your feet in three seconds flat around the house or the garden? Or even... Crocs. Sorry? Oh, crocs. Crocs, Crocs, shouts Mr Salmon, indeed. (laughs) Or even just to get in the car to grab emergency groceries. Crocs. (laughs) (laughs) These hobos canvas shoes are always £8 or less on Amazon, Uh. so trivially replaced if worn or chewed by the dog. (laughs) Very comfortable and can even pass for regular shoes in public for short periods, while also passing for slippers by the wife and waterproof shoes by the dog. (laughs) My dad swore by them for years while watching me take 60 seconds 10 times a day to lace up my trainers. Perhaps he was right. Anyway, they work. And looking at them, they do look lovely. I mean, what a Silly price. And, Mm. you know, I'm the first one to go, oh, you get what you pay for. But even if you don't get much of a shoe for eight quid, as Steve says, if you just want to slap them on your feet just to allow you to do something and then take them off again, then. Hey, and and again, as Steve says, if they break, they only cost you eight quid. You could buy another pair or or just say, never mind. I like these. Do you think they look... Oh, you are you wear nothing but Crocs and nothing but Crocs and nothing uh, but
1: Crocs, uh, don't you? I do, yeah. But what these have got over Crocs is they're eight quid. Um, (laughs) The last time I looked at um, a new pair of Crocs for the style that I always get, they they were up to 30 quid. Oh, right. So, yeah, these are less than a third of the price of those. But, but... They don't have them in size fourteen, so I shall be sticking with my Crocs. But good shout, Steve. Yeah. Good
0: shout, Steve. I mean, I have a pair of shoes if I want to just whiz down the garden and then come back in again and not bring the mud in, etc. You could have, you could, you know, you could be a snob and you could have two or three pairs of these in different colours around the house for different purposes. Excellent. Good call, Indeed. Steve. Thank
1: you. Right, um, I had a problem with. Um, phone stands and tablet stands being too narrow right and so i found this amazon basics multi-angle portable stand which is actually really good you can put tablets on it and um and um uh, phones on it and even um you know chromebook screens on yes. it whatever you want really and it was it worked really really well because it's because it's a bit wider um it's also made like um, a tank. It's got this a pivot in the, in the uh, sorry, a button in the pivot, and you can have it at pretty much any angu- angle you like. Um, and one of the things I really, really like about it is, apart from the fact that the metal construction, it feels like a million dollars, really, um, you can get it in black or silver, and it's only eight quid. Um, but the thing I like about it mostly is that in the middle, at the bottom, it's got a cutout. And that's just fiendish because most of us now use gesture navigation, and when there's a phone um, sitting or an Android phone sitting in in the device um, on the rubber feet, incidentally in the troughs, you can get to the um, the home swipe easily because there's a little cutout in the middle at the bottom that is brilliant i don't know if that was thought out and designed purposely for that for that use but it it just works excellently all phone stands should have that little cutout at the bottom works really really well so anyway eight quid and i reckon that that is a really good bit of value for money particularly as it's made so incredibly well you could i reckon you could drive a tank over this this is
0: very very interesting ted i've Oh, excuse me. I've also... The frogs are back. I've also linked in the show notes. I bought something very, very similar not long ago, which I'm also very, very happy with. I think I've got the poor man's version because I bought Uh. one that cost only a fiver or just under, but it looks almost identical. It doesn't have the button. It just has a sort of ratchety thing where you can just open it to different angles. But I'm also very impressed and very pleased with it. So I think you've just got this slightly upper classier version than the one I've got.
1: Well, yeah, possibly, but but the, I think the key feature for me is that, that cutout at the bottom, which yours doesn't have, and um, I I think that that's just brilliant because on my other stands, I sometimes have to lift the phone up to get to the swipe and swipe it up. Right. With this one, yes, you can just see it. I can it's see great. that is very clever. Excellent, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, very
0: good. Oh, right, something else I don't understand. Dungeons & Dragons. Believe it or not, I've never played Dungeons & Dragons, but Daniel Bemis clearly has, and he's talking about Dungeons & Dragons in a luxury cinema. The new Ooh. Dungeons & Dragons film, there we are, not the game, is great, he says. Comedy, action, adventure and atmosphere in a cinema with surround sound, leather, reclining, warmed seats, which serves <laughs> alcohol, bar food and all the classic film snacks. I would definitely go, he says. I'm afraid I would definitely go if they were showing something else. (laughs) Um, We love supporting our local cinema, says Dan, which has all
1: the latest tech. Sounds great, doesn't it? We used to have um, an art house cinema which had these kind of... um, Almost um, soap, like chaise lounge Yes, yes. On. And that just amazing experience. And yes, someone came round. A person came round with a with a um, an order pad and brought your stuff you were buying from you. Of course, you pay through the nose for it. But um, and and I'm with you on Dungeons and Dragons. I've never played it, or and I've never. I don't know anything about it. But I'm really pleased that Daniel has found that, and his he and his family are enjoying it. It's great. You know, why not have a slice of luxury in your life? Absolutely. And I was talking to someone recently about, this
0: is going back to sort of better before, I think, cinema versus television. Yes, you know, televisions are amazing now and we can all buy around sound in our homes if we can afford it. But there's still nothing to beat going to the flicks. Um, My favourite cinema is The Empire in in, um, Barnet. And they again have, as you were saying, they have these lovely, basically couches. I think they are literally old couches that they're using as cinema seats. And again, somebody comes around and takes your order and brings you a coffee while you're sat there. And it's wonderful. Mm. And I would always, I very, very rarely go to the cinema because there's never anything I want to see. But when there is, I try to go and see it in such a cinema. So I'm with you there, Daniel. Nice one.
1: Yeah, good shout indeed. Um, hope you enjoy it. I don't know of any such luxury um, things around me here, but I'm sure they're build are one. Somewhere. Convert your convert your, <laughs> your static into yes. a cinema. Oh, <laughs> uh, hello. There's the thirty-two. That's the eleven 30. thirty-one <laughs> <laughs> from one. Uh, from, uh, from Landidno. Right, oh, X. <laughs> right. Smoker X is a food smoker. Forget barbecue, says the blurb. This is smoking hot. A versatile, way, a versatile way to smoke your food in three different ways. Meet the Smoker X. Lightweight and portable and perfect for both beginners and more experienced chefs. It's designed not only to be durable but dishwasher safe, allowing you to quickly clear, clear up after your meals. <laughs> This is a Kickstarter thing. It's 122 quid. Well, the, the reason I am um, focusing on this really was because I I do like smoked food, and I never thought really about smoking your own. You you know you you think of having a a pit in the in the in the ground. That's and right. Yeah. Laying stuff to in order to smoke stuff, and you kind of leave that to the professionals. But this thing actually looks like you could do it yourself, and it sounds as though. Um, it would be very successful. Uh, It's not too big, as it says, to get into a dishwasher. Uh, I I guess you wouldn't get much else in, but... um and um it looks like you could really enjoy you, you could actually also then experiment with smoking different kinds of foods that you wouldn't normally buy from a shop. I think this is a really good idea and a really interesting kind of way forward to have something a bit different, don't you? smoked fish fingers. Yes. Yeah, I mean I
0: my my immediate thought is How do they contain it? Because again, like yourself, I always thought smoking was a professional process, and also you wouldn't want to go near the smokehouse because it's going to reek of smoke. I presume this whole—it's all contained within the confines of the smoker.
1: You'd think so, wouldn't you? So Um,
0: yeah, and and again, again, like you, I've
1: I'm I've not I've not encountered smoking food before, so I'm I'm curious. Yeah. yeah, But if it was a bit cheaper, you might say Ooh. if it was like, you know, 50 quid, you say we'll have a go with that. Yes. But it's it's 122. And, you know, that's um, that that's one twelfth of a coffee machine. Well, we need <laughs> we need Daniel Bemis
0: to get onto <laughs> LG and say, can we please have a microwave, air fry, steamer and smoker
1: all in one? <laughs> yeah. Daniel, that's your, your homework. Buy a Smoker X and report back. <laughs> Jingle time. Wonder? It's polyester cotton knit gloves ah. because somebody bought these um with my affiliate link. Thank you very much from Amazon. And they look really neat. Working gloves with dots. Um so they've got dots, like we were talking about that stuff earlier. Yes. It's got dots all over it, so they can grip really easily. They are designed for to be working pairs. Um, and you get twelve pairs for 14 quid, which Good makes it really, really Brown. cheap. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Abrasion resistant, washable, breathing. Of all, um, and uh, yeah, fourteen quid. Um, and Amazon helpfully reports that batteries are not included <laughs> in this item. Just thought I'd mention that. Uh, you'd only have bought them if they came with double A batteries, though, wouldn't you, Ted? Yeah. So- <laughs> I had, I had a quick look through the reviews and one Amazon reviewer says that they were working nights at Tesco and they said that the grippy stuff wears off after about six to eight weeks. So for your 14 quid for 12 pairs, um, which are just about a pound more than, um, you know, yes. just over a pound, um, eight weeks later, you you'd need another Yeah, but, but
0: only if you're I... doing a several hours a day hard shift yeah, yeah, stacking yeah, yeah. at Tesco. I don't think
1: everyone's doing that. Somebody else reviewed it saying that I work 10 hours a day um, and the grippy staff lasts two weeks. So every two weeks they had to get a new pair or use sock stop. (laughs)
0: Yes, indeed. But I mean, come on, even every two weeks, you're getting 12 pairs for 14 quid. It's still only
1: a couple of quid a week. No, it's a pound a week, probably. Yeah, really good value. Yeah. In fact, it's fifty week. yeah, I love no, these like I love these
0: gloves, these these grippy gloves, they're great fun. <laughs> I've actually got a pair for my Santa for when I'm reading books, and I can't turn the pages with my Santa gloves on, so I actually found some white right. Santa gloves with this stuff, but of course, now I could make my own with stocks socks oh socks.
1: <laughs> 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 we'd better
0: play another jingle.
1: <laughs> Hang on a minute. Before you do that, I've got to say that um, if you want to use my affiliate link, then please do so. And you can find it at tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon UK. Just go to that URL and start shopping like you normally would and it costs you no more and um, I get a few pennies. Um, and incidentally, for that item we cover today, I got 12p, which you might say on £14.28, 12p is a bit of a joke. But, actually, but, but every little help is the point. And if, and if hundreds of people did 12p, then I'd have a, a nice little flow of stuff which we can use for the show. So um, thank you to you all. 12p, that's one finger of one glove for a week. Come on. Don't knock it. Right. <laughs> now
0: it's time for the jingle. Stop, 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 stop. Ted's top tips. Ted's top
1: tips. Ted's top tips. Jeremy Harpen takes my Ted's top tips jingle because he has um, highlighted uh, an article which highlights sneaky sales tactics and two or three of them I thought were interesting roller coaster pricing beware of this gradually hiking a, pro- a product's price before suddenly dropping the price and advertising a discount based on the highest previous price. that's value. what I said last week I said that last show For example, (laughs) claiming a discount of 50% compared to the previous day's price, but if if compared to the price 30 days ago, it may only be 20% discount. Uh, which uh, um, Aidan mentioned on the last show. (laughs) Gender-based pricing is is, uh, the the second one. Very different pricing for male and female versions of essentially the same product. Essentially, um, the the products um, in question tend to be beauty and clothing products. And if they're, they're all but the same product and the female versions tend to be more than the male versions, um, and the the third one w- uh, was um, the pressure pricing. Only one... Rem- we oh, spoke about yes. this as well, didn't we? Only one remaining. Last chance. Get it before it's gone. There are 10 people with this in their baskets yes. right now. Actually, to be honest, it's more likely to make me not order it if it says that, because I can't be bothered with this kind of market mentality or wondering if actually it will turn up. I'll tell you, you know those um, shoes that Steve was talking yes, about earlier? Yes, yes. The, the the same thing happened with that. Malcolm Bryant put some in his basket, went to order them, and the same thing happened. He then got a message after he'd ordered them and paid for them, presumably, saying, we can no longer supply these. So they tease you in, don't tell you that they're not available, and then, you know, so I'm more likely on pressure pricing to say, balls to you, uh, I, I won't have it.
0: Yes, me too, because also it makes you think, actually, maybe they've got millions and millions of them and they're trying to get rid of them, they're trying to flog them. Gareth Miles. Now, here's one that I can't quite follow. Dynamic pricing needs to be stamped out, says Gareth. You can go into a restaurant, having looked at the menu in the window, and end up paying more because the price of the meal has gone up while you are eating it.
1: Really? Now, does he mean
0: that (laughs) the menu in the window is an old menu and the menu at the table has the current prices? Because surely... They can't do that. Surely when you've read the menu and seen the price and ordered the food, they are at liberty to sell it to you for the price stated in the menu. I would have thought there's some law about that. He said it also applies to drinks. Your first drink may be cheaper than your second or third. (laughs) Well, again, I mean, I'm, I'm not doubting you for one moment, Gareth, but I'm surprised because surely there's a sort of trade descriptions type law that says once we've told you what something is going to cost and you've said, yes, please, I want it, surely they can't charge you more. I don't know.
1: I don't know, this is Gareth Miles, um, in Northern Ireland. Maybe it's I've I've never heard of dynamic pricing, and well well I'll ask him when I speak to him next what, what how it all works out and what it means because um yeah, as you say, there are some questions around there, aren't there? I don't understand it sort of <laughs> Still using Still using What are you still using, Mr Salmon? I'm still using the lap tray that my now-passed-on um, um, auntie um, gave me. Or Yes, yeah, she did give me when she was alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, really good. I highlighted this in whatever works, 66. I remember. September two, se- Sorry. September, two, se- September 2018. <laughs> and it's basically a tray for your lap. On the back, there's a cushion attached, so it can be moulded to whatever it sits on, a bit like a beanbag. Yes. So whatever you put it on top of, it then reshapes itself to sit there. So typically, you're sitting in front of the telly with this thing on your knee, doing a jigsaw or a, eating a meal, or um, if you're very brave, uh, putting a drink on it, um, or more <clears> typically <throat> probably a laptop or a tablet or some gadgety device. Um, And it just sits there in front of you and and it it doesn't move that much because your knees, well, unless you move your knees, I suppose... Um, that your knees have moulded into the shape of the bean baggy thing that's attached underneath. Really, really good. I'll put it onto the Miwi group, um, for those that don't know what I'm I'm talking about. And I found one on Amazon UK which looks very similar um, and it cost 27 quid. But I mean, there are all sorts of designs and different prices. But um, yeah, that's what I'm still using and it works really nicely. Have you ever tried one of those? I have. I remember you bringing it onto the show and I
0: think at the time we did have one in use. Ours has sort of disappeared down the hole in the world by now. But I do remember you bringing it on the show and being impressed and saying yes we have one too aren't they good um very good yeah Uh, thanks to your now dead aunt very nice indeed dead aunt dead aunt dead aunt dead aunt no there'll be letters i shouldn't (laughs) i bought some highlighters um i had to i had a script i needed to mark some words in for learning and um i needed a highlighter and of course This is going to be in Room 101 before long. You can't just buy one of anything. You have to buy multiple. So I had to buy four. I didn't need four. I needed only one, but never mind. I bought a pack of four Sharpie highlighters. Um, Looked at the highlighters on Amazon, and as soon as I saw the name Sharpie, I thought, right, I'll trust them. And they are. They're lovely. They cost me three pounds. No, they cost me four pounds, but I believe they'll cost you three pounds 80 because they've come dune now. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing much to say. They're perfectly nice, decent, well-made, efficient highlighters, um, green and yellow. I've given the other two away, but I believe they were blue and and orange. Um, yeah, four, four Sharpies in a pack, and um,
1: it, they worked. What more can I say? That's definitely uh, also a still-using for me, because I think probably very, very, very early on in whatever works, probably before you were um, involved, I did the Sharpie pens, and... I would still believe that that same set of Sharpie pens that I did way back then are still working. Wow. Now, hang on—are so you talking classic Sharpie pens or Sharpie highlighters? Oh right. Ah, Sorry. you see, because uh, these are highlighters uh,
0: made. I mean, I also have Sharpie pens, and I agree with you—they are absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And these are actually uh, uh, highlighters made yeah. by Sharpie. Pay attention uh, at the back. I, I should. I should try and listen now. And again. <laughs> Keep up. <laughs> Three-in-one oil is next. Um, oh, I, I remember to, this, yes. Yeah, I was trying to get some um, tips from the MeWe group about whether three-in-one oil is worth the money or whether there's an alternative that is cheaper and just as good or are you paying for the name and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, in the end, I um, decided to get a 200ml version of the um, three-in-one oil but yeah. in an aerosol because oh. the aerosol um, was half the price basically in fact it was less than half the price of the t- of the, the the tin which is now plastic um, and it's got the same amount of fluid in it i oh. I, checked, I checked the ingredients ingredients i checked the contents <laughs> carefully and both of them are 200 ml which presumably means that the aerosol it's got 200ml of oil in it, the same as the tin, which is over twice the price. Um, the only thing I suppose you could argue against the aerosol, um, even with the little red tube thingy that come, comes with it, is that you might, if you're not careful, use more of it than dripping it out, yes. out of a, a tin thingy. But I just couldn't believe the difference in the price. £8.35 for the for the tin, which is now plastic, and £4 for the aerosol You don't one, suppose I, that it no. is actually only 100 millilitres and the other 100 is the compressed air?
0: It didn't say and that, And they
1: being naughty. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose they could be lying, couldn't they? I think they'd have been caught out, though. And it is the same company. It's, it's a three-in-one... Anyway, um, check that out for yourself, right. folks. And but as, is it know, any good? <laughs> oh, yeah, it does the job. The three-in-one oil is great, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it is actually oil as opposed to WD-40, which is not really oil. Yes. Um, it's a dispersant Gano. Hello. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, a bit
0: of German creeping out there. Yes, I remember actually commenting on the post that I opened our larder and uh, found the, um, the the little tin of oil that my father bought oh, when God yeah. was a boy, and it's been in our larder for about literally 60, 70, even 80 years by now. And um, it's still there, and we're still using it, and it's still very, very good. So you get some longevity out of that one, I hope, Ted. Indeed. Indeed. I want one, I want one, I want one! I want one of those. I don't want, but I wish I did want. Here we go, that, that old <laughs> chestnut. It's a Shargeek Storm 2 power bank. It costs you $229. Um, so you'd have to want one. But I do! I have no use case for it, but it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's an absolutely beautiful, nerdy, sexy, wonderful power bank. Um, It's got enough options to keep the geekiest geek happy for hours. And you can see through it. You can actually see the battery cells inside and you can see what's going on. But it's got a screen. It doesn't just tell you like most chargers, most power banks do. You know, you've got X amount percentage of power left. It tells you what's drawing on which thing and what current is being taken out. And I thought at this point I ought to hand over to you
1: because this is your domain and not mine. And you'll know what you're talking about and I won't. I think it is good, but there is a better um, option out there for those that want more features for less money, significantly less money. And that's the Anchor 737 um, power bank, which Steve um, Litchfield and I often talk about, which is currently 98 quid. Um, and that's got a hundred and forty watt output, whereas the one you've linked to, this Shargeek, not only is it two hundred and twenty nine dollars, um, it's uh, it's only a hundred watt. Yes, output. I did notice that. But, You're paying for the geekiness, really, aren't you? Yeah, but uh, and the Anchor Seven Three Seven has got a really um, sexy display thing, same. But I will grant you that um, having it see-through and being able to... I mean, that's really geeky and nerdy and great fun. Um, and also, I think there is more of a display on the one that you I found. was going to
0: say, if we're playing My Dad's Bigger Than Your Dad, then actually yeah, I yeah. think
1: the display is nicer on mine, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. But, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of over double the price. Um, anyway, yeah, will. well, um, we'll I, I do get what you're saying about things that you want to have, though, which are just nerdy and geeky and have displays because i found a dc power supply (laughs) i I have no idea what it does really or why i want it except that it's got display outputs all over (laughs) it volts and amps and watts and um i think that really it's all about knobs and dials and buttons which is something we often come back to looking at the front of this thing i'm I'm never clear well there's a usb a port in the middle i guess you plug something in there and charge it (laughs) yes But then there's three buttons at the bottom, which I've no idea what they do. No, they're not buttons.
0: I think those are connectors. Those give you your negative, positive and earth, as far as I can see.
1: Oh, right. OK. Anyway.
0: those are connectors. But I take your point, Ted. It looks wonderful. (laughs) It's like getting into a plane and going, I want one of these, but I've got no idea how to fly
1: it. Yeah, exactly. It's got dials and knobs and buttons and displays and figures and it lights up like a Christmas tree. So I want it.
0: Yeah, I'm exactly the same. And, you know, we were talking about these two power banks and the anchor is cheaper. Well, fine, but I don't actually need to buy either of them. In yeah, fact, yeah, yeah, I yeah. found just this morning, do you remember that wonderful power pack that you found that was hugely reduced and we both oh, bought yeah. it? And yeah. I found mine this morning and thought, I really must find somebody <laughs> to give this to because I don't need it.
1: I, I bought mine in specifically for um, giving to someone at Christmas and that's what it was for. So it sat there the same as yours and um, it, that's that's the where it will go.
0: Yeah, (laughs) well, you'll probably get mine on your birthday, Ted, or something. (laughs) I tell you what, Daniel Bemis wants something perhaps not quite as practical, but in a way a lot more practical because it's something that would get a lot of use and give a lot of pleasure. Daniel says, my cat wants one of those. And there's a lovely picture in our recording notes, which I'm sure you'll put into the show notes for people to see, Ted. If I could have one built with a small enclosed hallway leading to it, she would be delirious. Well, what it is, is basically a tiny little sort of house por- uh, sort of house porch thing, cat size, that you... you, you you build out or stick onto the side of your wall of your house. And there's a sort of ramp leading up to it. So basically your cat can climb up this ramp to this uh, house, which is, I don't know what, a couple of feet above the ground, <laughs> on the side of your wall. And the cat has its own little domain. The cat goes out onto the porch and sits in its rocking chair. And <laughs> it's really very sweet and very silly. And Daniel does indeed say the cost would probably be way too much for us, I'm sure. But I share your sentiment, Daniel. It It, it, it is lovely. And if you've got got a cat that would use it it would be great fun to have one of these
1: that cat looks like it's too big to get through the door doesn't it
0: yes yes but they're a bit like optimuses they can get through
1: anything right and presumably um there's also a hole in the side of the house where it can go into the house from inside no i hadn't thought
0: about that that would be really the icing on the cake wouldn't it The access to the house through the baby house very nice
1: Anyway, yeah, the picture is in a MeWe post um, in, the, in the MeWe group, mm. um, the Whatever Works MeWe group. Link's in the show notes to all of that, so you can have a look at that um, on one of Daniel Bemis's um, posts. Bemis or Bemis? What's, how do you pronounce your surname, Daniel? Bemis or Bemis? Or perhaps something else. In the mm, meantime. Bemois. <laughs> Bemois. Daniel Bemois. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is, here's something that I've, I I can't work out why no one's thought of it before. It's a Bluetooth speaker that you plug into a three-pin socket, well in the UK yeah. or a two-pin socket elsewhere. Um, you you've got a you've got a a a, a a a Bluetooth speaker that effectively is always powered whenever you use it because it's in a three-pin socket in the wall. It's fiendish. I, I've never seen one of these before. This one has popped up um, as on, on Kickstarter, I think. But why is this taking so long for someone to do? I don't get it. Have, have you ever seen one of these? Well, I'm going to play devil's
0: advocate in the same way that you did with Daniel's post at the beginning of the show. Why? What's wrong with a cable and a plug on the end, as many Bluetooth speakers have? Why does the speaker itself have to
1: plug into the wall where there may not be room for it? Why can't just you just... Neat plug it in. <laughs> I mean, well, it's just neater. It's just neater, right? You, you can just, like you do with an air freshener or a smart plug, you just it's it, it's there. I, I, I'm sitting here and I've got a plug. As I say, my plugs in, in my place are at, wa- at waist level. Right. And I, and I can see one across the room from me now, okay. where if I have one of those plugged into it, it would just be there, facing my ear level when I'm sitting down. Okay, I can understand that, because again yeah. I mean, it's
0: come up twice in this show, but I didn't know before that your plugs are at waist level. Our plugs are Mm, all right down at foot level. So, yes, I can buy that. It also reminds me... Do you remember those baby alarms you used to have where you could plug one in in the baby's room and the other one in another room and it used the the mains as its connection
1: in the days before Bluetooth? So, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want one, but if you do, that's fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I
1: I, I would really use one of these, or even more than one of them, to be honest, because one of the good things about it is that it's always powered. You don't have to think about batteries or charging or anything... It's just powered. You plug it in and there it is. It works. I like it.
0: Now this got my blood boiling. This really did. And I've got to put a caveat in straight away. (laughs) For legal reasons, if no other, this could be Aidan getting the wrong end of the stick or the test strip in this case and getting it wrong. But if I've got this right, then this is despicable. Um, The reason I ended up buying the urine test strips that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, I stumbled on an advert on the web for a thing called an, um, well, it says I-C-L-E test. So what about Ickley test, Icely test? And I looked it up. And what it is, is it is a urine test, but it's only the one. It's blood in urine. It appears to be a test for blood in urine and no other. Whereas the ones we talked about earlier give you 10 tests in one strip. Yeah. This is purely for the test for blood in the urine. And they make a big deal about it in the same way that they have very proper and sensible adverts, that, you know, you should check testicular cancer, men should check for, and every now and again you should have a test for this or the other. I thoroughly approve of all of this. But I think that this company have gotten on the bandwagon and they've put out an advert saying it's very important to test for blood in your urine and our tests are currently only £20 per test or as low as a £11 per test if you multi buy. And to the best of my knowledge and ability, I've discovered that this seems to be only a very fancy plastic hook thing that you put into the rim of your toilet, and on that is stuck a larger than normal size test strip for blood in the urine. And so you put that onto your toilet rim and you wee onto it, and you then look at that, and that tells you whether or not there is blood any blood trace in your urine. And that's it. And you've paid £20 for that. Whereas (laughs) you could do as I did and pay £18 for 100 strips, which tell you whether there's blood in your urine, as well as nine other tests. And this is why I want to say again, my caveat: I may have misunderstood this, and I may be doing this company a great injustice, but the way I understand it and the way I calculate it, their test is more than a hundred times the normal price <laughs> because if you pay twenty pounds for, for, or even eleven pounds per test for them you can get you can get a hundred tests for eighteen quid or even less than eighteen. I mean there were other tests on on Amazon for as little as six, seven eight pounds a pot so there we go. If, this is, if I've got this right, then this is absolutely shocking. And they're ambulance chasers. And may your camel vomit thrice upon you. I di- Room 101 with knobs on and lock
1: the door. I've never heard of that word. Ickley test. I sleep.: I think it's
0: their company name. I think it's probably their brand oh, name. That? but um, I'd be very keen to know if other people sorry Ted, if if anyone else listening could check and double check and check my data and have I somehow missed something here or is this really the scam that it appears to
1: be it it doesn't include sending it off to the company no, no, because they they say results in 20 seconds which is what you'd get on a normal test strip Okay then, well yeah Perhaps, um, as you say, if anyone knows more about this than us, us two, pair of And buffoons. I felt
0: for people because I looked at the, <laughs> the reviews and people were saying, well, it's a little bit pricey, but I did buy three because I wanted my friend to have one as well. <laughs> and we were very pleased with it. All. And I just felt so badly for them because I thought, yes, you're doing the right thing. And it's the motive is absolutely correct, but not at that price.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. OK, fair enough. Um, I don't know anything about it, so I can't comment. But if it if it's as it seems, then you're absolutely right. It's a right scam and a rip-off, isn't it? Absolutely. Do let us know if you know better, dear listener. Malcolm Bryant is next on Normal Size Confectionery. Oh, yes. There was a time, not long ago, when you could buy a normal-sized confectionery bar. No longer. Let's take an example, that um, perennial favourite, the Humble Kit Kat. Now your choice is to either buy a tiny, tiny bar, which is not enough, or a multiback, yes. far too much. Same with every other confectionery brand, he
0: says. Here here says I and my mother too when we read the post together on MeWe. Uh, we uh-huh. totally agree. My mother is a, it likes her Kit Kats. And in actual fact, to be fair, my mother's an elderly lady with a small appetite. So she sort of kind of manages with a teeny bar. But I absolutely agree. What has mm. happened? I think it's it's this pressure I pressure to try and make you buy more. Yeah. Um, totally totally agree Malcolm. Yuck. <laughs> Matt Jones uh, responded, saying it's uh, one that annoys him is crisps. He says, when I was a kid, it was, pretty, yeah. it was a pretty standard 30-gram packet, which was just right, if you ask me. Oh, I agree, Matt. I know where you're going. Now, you seem to get a choice between tiddly little 18-gram packets or ridiculously generous family bags. Yeah. More often than not, you see people treating the family bag as a single portion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they wonder why they're fat. On, yeah, the, one, yeah. on the other hand, fun size irks me. Nothing fun about a mir- mini-marathon. Sorry, I'll say that again. Nothing fun about a tiny <laughs> marathon. Yeah, I mean, I'm stumbling over my words because I wanted to say I've noticed exactly the same thing. I was a huge fan of prawn cocktail crisps. And yeah, once yeah. in a while I go into Tesco and think, I'm going to treat myself to a packet of prawn cocktail crisps. But you can't. You've got to buy six tiny ones. And you cannot buy a normal, in inverted commas, size packet anymore. Yeah,
1: so- I, must, I must admit I'm guilty about... Um- eating a family bag to myself. <laughs> Although, my, my, my mum has got the right idea. She she puts a peg on it, so she'll buy a big bag and then turn it over and put a peg on well, it. I do and that. that yeah, yeah That's well. what I do with with a lot of things now because you have to buy the big size, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was amazed to see recently the size of a club biscuit. You remember club biscuits? Yes. Um, if you like, like a lot, lot of chocolate on da, your biscuit, join yeah. our club, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced they used to be bigger. I know... Decades ago, I was a smaller person. And it, <laughs> I might remember it badly, but I don't think I do. I, I just think they've shrunk. And they're the same price, no doubt, or even more expensive. Um, John Doe agrees on the Snickers, or as it was, Marathon. Um, I, I always felt they used to be bigger, but no. Regular is smaller, he says. So, yes, Malcolm, Matt and John, you're all right. And we agree with you. Room 101 for no, no normal size confectionery. You're right. But things do get smaller as you get bigger.
0: I remember... My We used to go as a family for a special treat to Brent Cross Shopping Centre. And the first time I went to Brent Cross on my own as an adult, I thought, it's shrunk. (laughs) This used to be much bigger. So, I mean, it is relative, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It is indeed. But there you go. Oh, I've got some really, really bad news now, I'm afraid. What's that? There's no gold star. Oh, no. And you know what "no Girl star" item means, don't you?
0: Oh, I tell you what, let's play it at double speed just so it's in there. <laughs> okay, that was enough a bit of a this ch- nonsense. It's a yes. nonsense cheat, but there you go. Well, that's what
1: people expect when they listen to this show, don't they? <laughs> We're done. We're almost exactly at an hour, so there you go. You've got an hour show, everyone. To listen to and be bored with. We'll be back in two weeks' time, all being well. Um, and don't forget to head across to the MeWe group. Let us know what whatever works in your life. We'll bring the highlights of that to the shows, of course, going forward. WhateverWorks.Works is our website. Um, AidanBell.com is where you'll find. Aiden, TedSalmon.com for me, where you'll find links to all the MeWe groups and all the audio podcasts. Last words from you. Goodbye, my beloved stereo. <laughs> Next week, mono in front. <laughs> uh, Yes, indeed. So, one last thing to say. Don't forget, whatever Whatever works,
0: works! works. Oh, it's nice when we do it normally once in a while, isn't it?